Okay, welcome to another Cornerstone Church podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in and for downloading. Uh, we are carrying on our new series and we are looking at different animals in the Bible. And we are thinking about what what they are and what they can teach us uh, about God and about ourselves and how the Bible talks about these different animals. And it's been good fun. Uh, we've mm. done the ant so far. We've done both a adult version, if you like, and a, uh, a kids a kids version, so you can get get hold of those. And um, today we're going to be looking at the pig, uh, which I'm very excited about. The most blessed and, uh, of all animals. The most blessed of all animals. The <laughs> most delicious us. of all animals. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we're going to sort of work through the Bible and see what the Bible tells us about the pig. So mm. um, this is just, uh, a, 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 as we always say, this is just one of the resources that we produce. You can go to our website. Uh, cornerstonechurchkingston.org or our YouTube uh, social media channels and you can find various other things that we've done past podcast series uh, for you to download and listen to um, but here we are we're on that we're on the, we're on the pig so mm. kick us off Ben what, yeah. what do we what do we need to know what, yeah well about the pig as we'll see through this series um, God takes animals that he's made in this world and he uses them as very visceral visible pictures for us mm. to teach us something or to show us something about either ourselves or about him and the pig has a very uh strong lead role <laughs> in yeah. the bible um <laughs> but uh he's kind of the bad guy yeah he's he the, bit, he's he? the guy that god has picked to depict sort of dirtiness yes. and um sinfulness and uh wallowing in in just filth basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame the pig does get a bit of a hard time yeah. isn't he uh well certainly certainly in the first part of the bible and and they, they are just so good aren't they they I are mean, if we think about most of our favorite meats yeah you know i did i did you know i didn't do it because we were doing this podcast today but i had a bacon sandwich this morning <laughs> did you? and uh, yeah. i've got a sausage roll for lunch <laughs> did you and uh, I, I mean it is amazing isn't it i think if you know, you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your life. The mm. pig would be a fairly good candidate, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. And, uh, and and yet, in the Old Testament, when we look at the Old Testament, um, as you say, the pig, uh, although there is nothing um, essentially wrong with it, mm. in the sense that um, God created it as he did with all the other animals, he made it um, as it was for a purpose, um, and like all of creation, it reflects something of his own glory and his handiwork. Um, it becomes a symbol, as mm. you say, of uh, uncleanness and something that God's people were to to avoid. Um, so you can see, you know, in the law, uh, you've got the uh, you've got the uh, verses. So Deuteronomy fourteen. Uh, says the pig because it divides the hoof but does not chew the cud it is unclean for you mm. uh, you shall not eat any of their flesh nor touch their carcasses mm. um, so although it had this divided hoof uh, which was quite important in the old dietary laws um, it didn't it didn't chew the cud you know it yeah. was a mud a mud dweller a mud dweller a scrap eater uh, yeah. um, and therefore it's uh, it's become unclean hasn't it so they mm. weren't to eat it mm. uh, that's that right reason. Yeah, and it's um, as you said, it's it's not anything sort of inherent within the pig necessarily, although it does have um, it does have a few characteristics that it likes to sort of do, yeah. uh, which help with the illustration actually. Yeah. So um, pigs, as we know, love to wallow in mud, mm. um, and they actually do that to to cool down. They don't go. do it because they like to be messy. No. Um, actually, pigs are 
apparently amongst the cleanest animals. Mm. Um, they and take, the most intelligent. And apparently. the most intelligent. Yeah, they can do. They can actually do jigsaws. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, they can actually complete simple of what, jigsaws. Pi- pictures of other pigs. Or? Uh, I don't know of what, but they can. You Sausages. know, like I don't know how they do Full it. English. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Well, if you've ever seen the film Babe, you'll know that uh, they make good sheepdogs. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so but 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 pigs to cool down. That's why they roll around in mud. It's to it's because I guess they don't sweat, so they have to um, make themselves uh, sort of um, they have to get sort of water and mm. mud is the way that they they, they do that. Mm. Um, so when you look at a pig, it looks pretty filthy. Mm. It's always kind of got mud drip, yeah. you know, and it and it mixed be, with its own mixed waste, with its presumably. own. <laughs> Well, actually, apparently they go they go somewhere else to the toilet. Oh, do they? Yeah, so okay. they, they don't sort of keep their food <laughs> in their to- there, but they do because of the way that they trot around and they also um, with their sort of snouts they hunt for food in the ground. Right. So they're they're turning over the mud and then they're walking around in it. Yeah. And then they're rolling in it, and so you, what you end up with is a very messy sort of animal creature. Yeah. Um, if you compare that to a white, beautiful sheep, there's yeah. a very clear distinction there that, that god has sort of made in in the animal world and so it is helpful to look at um because what god's trying to do is 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 show a picture of our internal state before him mm. um internally we are muddy and messy and we have sinned and fallen short we aren't the perfect clean white lamb or sheep mm. anymore um so god says hey look at this animal here look how filthy it is this is what this is the state you are in spiritually, mm. um, and that's a f- sort of a physical, mm. outward picture, if you like, of yeah. our internal state. And it became, I mean, the dietary laws in the Old Testament were, were were partly there as well to draw a distinction between God's people and the nations. Right. Um, so sometimes there are laws that we read in the Old Testament. We think, oh, I'm not quite entirely sure why why that would be the case mm. you know um and and sometimes that's because or people think that's because you know the nations around them would have been into eating that stuff and right. you know and that was a way of saying look we're we're different we're separate we're called to be different from the nations around us mm. and one of the ways to demonstrate that would be something very physical and obvious like yeah. a dietary uh, law so it's a way of kind of showing their they're, um, that mm. they've been sanctified in that sense, set set apart. Um, right. But the pig particularly becomes, I mean, some of the, uh, you know, the way that the wisdom literature and the prophets use it as well is is really to to talk about the pig um, as 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 about the most disgusting thing you can think of. Mm. Um, so there's this proverb, Proverbs eleven twenty two, um, as a ring of gold. In a swine's snout. The word <laughs> swine is so much worse than pig, isn't it? Swine. Um, as a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. Mm. And uh, the, the logic of that um, proverb only works if the ring of gold mm. is about the most precious thing you could find. Yep. And a pig's snout is about the most the worst <laughs> thing that you could find. Yeah. Um and a beautiful woman who lacks discretion is is that same kind of contrast there. Yeah. Um, in the in the prophets, I mean Isaiah, in Isaiah sixty six, talking about uh, the the kind of idolatrous worship practices, um, says he who sacrifices a lamb is like one who breaks a dog's neck. 
he who offers a grain offering is like one who offers swine's blood. Mm. He who burns incense is like the one who blesses an idol. Mm. Um, in other words, it seems that God's people were going through the motions of proper worship, um, but because they were also blessing, following, yeah. delighting in idols, um, their offerings had become a complete um, uh, abomination to the Lord. And yeah. he compares a grain offering to offering swine's blood, yes. which for an Old Testament uh, Jew, yeah. Israelite, that you know you couldn't think of anything more um offensive to bring the blood of a pig yeah. to to the lord yeah. um and yet that's how he looks upon so it so it's become about the most offensive thing you can think of again yeah. Yeah. um so so as you said earlier on it it's not just because of what it is physically um it it seems to be interwoven with mm. kind of evil and uncleanness mm. and defilement really mm. um and that goes on into the new testament doesn't it it well? does yeah yeah there are a few examples um we see with jesus there's one a story that he tells which we'll come on to but another before that a, another example of um the uncleanliness and the sort of evilness of of pigs in matthew chapter 8 um jesus uh comes across a, a man who is possessed um by a legion of demons um, and uh, the demons sort of recognize who Jesus is and they say to him uh, oh have you come here you know to torment us before our time um, and they say if, you, if you're going to cast us out send us into the herd of swine and there's like 2,000 pigs mm. uh, that are there and Jesus says it in Matthew chapter 8 verse 31 uh, he says to them go and these demons leave this man and they go into this herd of pigs. And it says that the whole herd rushed down the steep bank and perished in the waters. So it, it, it was like the appropriate place for an evil spirit was in the pig. Um, that was the place it should go. And again, I guess just another, um, another picture for us that the pig is this place of evil and this unclean thing mm -hmm. that is suitable for uh demons to be mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. yeah that's right and um and then one of the other great examples of that is is luke 15 isn't it where mm -hmm. uh you've got this wonderful story of the runaway son who um you know wishing his father was dead really um yeah. takes his share of the inheritance and goes and squanders it all in wild living mm -hmm. and uh he ends up uh, with no friends, no money, and uh, working amongst the pigs yeah. and uh, uh, in such a state of desperation that he's longing even to eat uh, the, the food, the pig mm. food. Um, and, um, you know, if you think about a Jewish audience, again, uh, first century Jewish audience listening to that, um, you know, for a father to to think of his son, you know, ending up like that mm. um, is is about as bleak as it gets really and again it has both that physical and spiritual component i think as as we were chatting about this before you you put it really well and you said you know that the you know it's um i can't remember how you put it now but it's like the, the physical the physical picture mm. um is showing us a spiritual reality isn't yeah. it that that's not only is it bad physically but it's showing us he's reached the very bottom of the barrel spiritually yeah, yeah. You know? and, and um, we read that he came to his senses when he was in that situation so here is this here is this uh, young man who is living a filthy uh sort of spiritually 
evil life in a sense because he's very selfish he's he's wished his father was dead he's squandering his his wealth on on sort of wild living he, he spiritually he's he's amongst the pigsty he is in the pigsty spiritually but it takes for him to see himself physically in that situation mm. for him to come to his senses mm. and it's interesting he doesn't come to his senses and go i'm in a pigsty i want to be somewhere cleaner he comes to his senses and says um, I have sinned against my father. Mm, mm. And so really the, the the physical surroundings of being in that pigsty, eating the pig food, mm. gives him eyes to see his spiritual condition, mm. which is that he is spiritually in the pigsty and spiritually malnourished. Mm. And when he was with his father, he was physically well looked after, mm. but most importantly, he was, he was spiritually mm. in a healthy place, in the family, mm. well-fed, taken care of. Mm. Um, and so that's a... That's a that's a helpful picture for us to to see. Um, so it's a, it's a useful thing, isn't it? Thinking about the pig, it, it yeah. always it always makes me um, laugh when you get to Jesus's teaching about what makes a man unclean. Yes, and he's he's talking to the to the teacher of the law, and he says it isn't what come, goes into a man that makes them unclean, but what comes out of a man. And then within brackets, the author has written. By saying this, Jesus declared all yeah, foods fit to yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Jesus is teaching a spiritual lesson, and yet we still put that little bracket in yeah, yeah. to say, oh, by the way, it's yeah. okay, we can eat. Yeah, we well, can and eat that shows us what a big deal it must have been for them yeah. and, and how radical Jesus' teaching yeah. uh, on this stuff was. Um, and I, I guess we'll come to that in a minute. I, I suppose one of the things by way of application of, of all this um, is, is that um, is what Jesus says when he talks about the message of the kingdom, mm. uh, the message of Christ being like a, a, a pearl. Yeah. Uh, it's a pearl of great price. It's a great treasure um, to hear about the identity and the work of Christ the King. And, um, you know, Jesus cautions his disciples and says, you know, there's a time in the face of, um, opposition and resistance and constant rejection when actually you should no longer throw this pearl mm. before swine um, right. you should you shouldn't just keep casting the message of the kingdom out mm. um, when it's being trampled on and rejected and there is a time to move on so that the, the swine becomes like synonymous with a gospel rejecter right really in, yeah. that, in that sense um, now the, I, I think you know we'd be wise to um, to think about how we use that evangelistically. <laughs> you, <laughs> you swines. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's supposed to sort of, you know, yeah. grab us by the collar, isn't it? And say, actually, you know, to reject the message of the kingdom is to be unclean, is mm. to be defiled, is mm. to uh, reject um, the most precious thing. And, uh, you know, if we carry on doing that, there might be a time where God uh, withdraws the pearl and mm. takes it and leaves us to the mud mm. of our sin, leaves us to wallow in our unbelief um, like the pig. Um, and so it's a, there's, there's a bit of a caution in the pig, isn't there? Saying, don't, you know, yeah. don't be like that when it comes yeah. to the gospel um That's right. uh, otherwise you know uh, otherwise it may it may move on in, yeah. in that sense but um just to come back to what you were saying which is about the sort of jesus declares all foods clean mm. um so the new testament um um you know would sort of teach us a bit more about now how we relate to the pig wouldn't it yeah um yeah so go on to so just flesh that out a bit more for us uh well um spiritually uh, if this is the line that you're trying to go down, um, we were in the we were in the muck, we were in the, the the mud of our sin. Christ has saved us from that. He's paid the price. Uh, he's paid the penalty for our sin. 
which was death. Um, he's expiated. He's taken away the mud that was on us. Hmm. So we're clean again. Um, and what an amazing thing that is, actually. That, that's what Christ, that's why he, Christ came. He hasn't come in the world to condemn pigs or um, people who are in the pigsty, but he's come to, uh, he's come to bring us out of that and mm. save us from it. So he's taken us out of the pigsty. Um, and that, you know, we're made for more than the pigsty. So if we look around and we see, we see ourselves entrenched in, in things that, you know, addictions or um sort of habits that are just um degrading to us or whatever it is we are made for more than that we're made mm. for the father's household not for the pigsty mm. and the christ has come to take us out of that um which is which is an amazing thing um one of the the troubles is after we have been cleansed and sanctified and removed from the pigsty one of our tendencies is to go back to the pigsty mm. uh, in 2 peter chapter 2 it, it says, uh, a dog returns to its own vomit and a sow after, or sow, sorry, after washing returns to wallow in the mire. Mm. Um, so a temptation we have, though we have been cleaned, though we have been removed from the pigsty, taken back to the father's household, one of the temptations is for us to go back to the pigsty, mm. which when you put it in those terms is crazy. Um, when you think about the, the story of the prodigal son, he comes to his senses in the pigsty he has this amazing reconciliation with the father. He's mm. back in the father's house. The ring's put back on his finger. He, he's, he's cleaned. He's got the family robe on his shoulders. It would be madness for him to go, do you know what? I kind of missed the pigsty a bit. Mm. I might go back. Mm. Um, and yet, that is what we do all the time. Mm. We're mm. so attracted. Mm. Um, mm. Going, by going the, back to the muck. Yeah, yeah, going back to the muck. Yeah. So it's interesting how, how that's picked up, isn't it? And... I guess when it comes to the actual, our approach to, to pigs um, is that, as you said, so in Mark 7, but also in Acts 10, um, where there's this vision, you know, of uh, a sheet coming down and all mm. the all the animals are, uh, are, you know, are on the sheet, the different creeping things. And the Lord says to, uh, to Peter, um, you know, um, to sort of eat, take and eat. And he's mm. thinking, oh, you know, there's no way that's full of unclean stuff. And um, and what what's being taught there is that actually now you're not to call uh, what God has made clean unclean anymore. So mm. um, there was a massive shift there. Mm. And I, I think um, so when we read, it's not just like, oh, um, you know, all of that stuff in the Old Testament is gone. The New Testament's here now. Nothing, there's no continuity at all. Um, holiness is still important for mm. God's people. Um, they are still to live different set apart lives. And holiness is still important when it comes to our eating and drinking. Mm -hmm. um, so there is an unholy way to eat and drink, and there is a holy way to, to eat and drink with thanksgiving and, and that sort of thing. Um, but the way in which that holiness shows itself is not now in um, you know, particular animals, uh, shellfish that we can't eat, right. um, but rather we, we can eat all things uh, with, with thanksgiving. Um, and because that is no longer the means by which we display our holiness or make ourselves clean. Yeah. Um, that's through faith in Christ. We're sanctified in Christ and, um, and then, then can enjoy um, all of God's you know, good, good creation in that sense. So, mm. um, so we don't, we're not bound by these dietary laws anymore. Mm. And uh, you know, that's a good thing because the pig is <laughs> you know, one of the most flavorsome <laughs> of all the creatures. And uh, we can, you know, with thanksgiving and praise, you know, eat it. Um, yeah. 
you know, there are times when, uh, just coming to my mind now, I mean, I remember I used to live with a chap while I was at uni um, who uh, who shared a house with three Muslims. Right. And um, and they took... took uh, the, the the dietary laws very very seriously, and they still don't eat don't eat pigs for for these for these some of these reasons. Mm. And um, in in the fridge, he had his own little section uh, where he kept bacon and sausages, oh, yeah, yeah. and it was labelled. Um, you know, his name was Rob Rob's unrighteous food stash. <laughs> you know, and it was sort of set apart there. You know, for, for him to eat. You know, yeah. And um, you know, there might be times in that situation where you say, well, you know. Look, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna make a big deal of it. I'm not gonna, you know, try to serve pig all the time. But actually, mm. for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, I'll either have my own stash or I'll just forego it completely in, yeah. the, in this in this house, and I won't eat it anymore because yep. I don't want it to be a stumbling block to eating together. Sure, you know, I don't want to sit on the corner and have a yeah. bacon sandwich yeah. if it means I can't yeah, yeah. eat with these people. Right. So we yeah. might lay it down sure. temporarily, but it no longer becomes. Yeah, the means by which we're we're clean or unclean, or, yeah. or that sort of thing. Well, equally, um, there's a great gospel opportunity for um for that brother to mm. to to set to talk about grace mm. and to talk about the fact that actually it's not what goes in me that makes me unclean, mm. um, uh, but it's it's Christ that makes me clean, um, sort of regardless of, mm. of what I eat. Mm. Um, and by the way, if you don't eat meat, you're still unclean. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah. it's funny that his his surname yeah, is the heart, isn't it? He yeah. was wasn't he called Old Pork or something? Well, is that his what you surname was New Ham. <laughs> yeah, and so his nickname was Old Pork. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Old Porky funny. had so a pork if you're listening, stash. mate. Um, yeah, thanks for that witness and that illustration. Um, okay, so there we go. That's the pig. I can't think there's too much more to say about the pig. Uh, really, I, I hope that was a helpful overview of of the pig and uh, how it's used in the Bible um, and uh, and so on. So uh, if you'd like to um, uh, get in touch with us, you can do. Uh, we're going to be looking at another animal next week. Do um, stay tuned for the kids uh, the kids version of the pig. Uh, and we hope you'll enjoy that. We'll begin that with some fun facts and a little quiz, as we did last time with the ants. So if you've got kids, do tune in to that one. And uh, cornerstonechurchkingston.org, as I said at the beginning, is the place to go for uh, lots of other resources and our YouTube channels and social media channels uh, for things as well. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time.